0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Insights. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week in Health IT, a channel dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. Our hope is that these episodes serve as a resource for the advancement of your career and the continued success of your team. Now, on to the show.
1: Today on Insights, we go back to a conversation host Bill Russell had with Craig Richardville, SVP and Chief Information and Digital Officer for SCL Health. The topic of discussion, fast forward five years in the healthcare evolution of physical and digital. Bill asks Craig, what visionary use cases is SCL looking at to improve patient and provider experiences?
0: I love the terminology of digital workforce. I also like the concept that digital isn't just about the consumer, it's about a lot of different areas. If we fast forward five years from the different perspectives, you're looking at this from the clinician perspective, digital will come alongside them and help them to be more effective and more productive. Are there other sort of, I guess, visionary use cases that you're looking at to say in five years, we would like our health system to look like this on behalf of our patients?
1: If you look at the provider side, I think for us on the digital side, there certainly would be a lot more artificial intelligence built into a lot of the decision-making and how we are offering the data up to providers to make those kinds of decisions uh, on our patients and really start to change the outcomes as well as the efficiency of that work. If you look on the patient side, certainly we want a lot more self-service. We really want to provide the tools and the, the tool belt to allow the patient to do his or her work much more efficiently and really be a bigger piece of the process of health or healthcare. If you look at the consumer side, uh, I think people need choice. They need information to make those choices. So as we continue to communicate our services, the quality of our services, how we're looking to continue to advance health and healthcare, getting that out to people so they can make those kinds of decisions. So with that also comes a lot of openness and transparency. So when they're comparing for different services, they can compare us easily with our, our competitors as well. And I think as you move more toward the associate side to continue to digitize the workforce, as we're looking at call centers and moving those into the new, newer terminology of a contact center, part of that is when you actually have a human intervene because of a call or a contact, that could be looked at as a failure point. What is it that that human has that can't be automated or digitized to allow that to be better, faster, and easier than having a human intervene on that side? So those are all components, I think, that are very important as we look at what the next two, three, five years might look like. I don't want to overuse some of the analogies in the past, but when you look at companies like Amazon that was born in the cloud and that was born in the digital world, you don't have those kind of human interactions. The machine is actually taking care of a lot of those services for you. And I think as we mature, that's going to be the new norm, one of the new norms that people are going to expect to have happen in healthcare, just like they've seen it with retail, as I mentioned, or in banking or other types of industries, it's going to be a norm for health and healthcare.
0: Yeah, the meshing of the physical and the digital is is really interesting. I mean I just did a whole transaction where I visited A place yesterday and then we completed the whole transaction remotely digitally today this morning and i think that that interaction is going to be interesting to follow are there regulatory things that you guys are tracking at this point are you ahead of the game on the transparency rule and the 21st century cures final rule
1: yeah we are we stay very close to that i will uh put a little thing out there for CHIME and CHIME advocacy. I'm I'm a a member of that group, have been for years. A very strong group that the rest has put together. And So to be part of that, you look at the interoperability. We work ahead of that piece for our health system. We knew it was coming. We wanted to make sure that we could not only abide, but really provide the service or the intent of that data sharing piece and information blocking and move that off to the side. I do think there's some new ones coming up with patient identity. As well as provider identity. So historically, you could see somebody coming into your office or into your clinic or into your facility. You could validate or verify when they would bring you information, maybe an insurance card or a driver's license. But as you start to continue to mature more in this virtual world, you you may not see who that person is on the other line, and he or she may not see who you are. So I think as we start to look at patient identity, how do we develop a digital identity so that when Bill Russell, for example, enters our health system, I know it's Bill Russell. And Bill also knows on his side who I am as a provider, that you are coming into the right space to receive that, that level of service. So I think all that's coming in together. We're working with a couple of companies, Ping Identity, Provada. some of these really more established and newer thinking companies are really helping us start to move ourselves into that direction. And Colorado, for example, really is the only state at the moment that actually has a digital driver's license and that's validated and verified within any part within the state of Colorado. I can't use it when I go to TSA or travel or move outside the state, but within the state, that license is on my phone. And I think that is an, a way that we need to continue to mature ourselves to look at identification and reduce the duplicates that do occur.
0: Yeah, you know, people think the patient ID, oh, that makes perfect sense. Why haven't we done this in the past? Because there's a lot of complexity to it. I mean, you talk about the digital identity and the need still for a, a physical ID. We had a significant illegal immigrant population in Southern California that didn't want to be identified, but we had to identify them when they came into the health system. And so we had records that helped us to try to match, but still matching was, was very challenging. And then you have privacy. You look at it and you go, yeah, a, a record that identifies the person so that we have the complete medical record together. Doesn't that make sense? Can't we all agree on that? And the thing is, it is really complex. It's not,
1: it's not simple. All right. You got that. Yep.
0: Wow. Thanks for tuning in. Another great episode. If you have feedback for us regarding this content and materials, or if you would like to help us to amplify great thinking to propel healthcare forward, which is our mission, please send us a note at hello at thisweekhealth.com. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.